I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. Uh, this is great. Yeah. Hey Val, how's it going? Hey man? Ben, <laughs> good man, good. Just you know, yeah, it's it's warm and hot and yeah, everything. So yeah, how are you doing? Oh, man? tell me about it. My my office here is heating up like mad right now. Oh, wow. Always when I close the door, it's like ugh. <laughs> how how's the vaccine? You still alive? Yep, I just <laughs> got the first jab like 30 minutes ago. Nice. I, you know, I might pass out right now. Okay, but... <laughs> I'll I'll keep going. I'll I'll carry on the show. So the <laughs> listeners don't get, don't get a break or anything, you know. <laughs> yeah, for, for everybody who doesn't know or hasn't recognized yet, I'm here with Val Soapy today, um, who recently sold Claritask. I think we had you on the show like a year ago or more even, uh, and talked a little about that. And now you're off to the races with your next thing called Block Static, which is basically just a simple block with no frills, which, you know, might be great, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little about that. Uh, yeah, sure, man. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, you know, we were talking before the like before we started recording that you know we want to keep this like a co-host type of thing, like not an interview. So I'll, I have some questions for you too, like Ooh, you know, as, as we go. <laughs> so should I start talking about something like Claritask, maybe? Yeah, I okay. want to know a little bit more about the you sure. know, the whole selling process and why you ended up selling it at all. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I think last time I was on the show, I was in the midst of everything. Um, I don't think things were like that great at that point, but I was uh, pushing for it. And it was very hard because Claritask was a project management tool. It still is for the buyer that bought it. Um, so uh, come January, this January 2021, I was very tired of the whole thing. Uh, it was very hard to sell. Uh, I could do features to no end, like just I could add things on top of it all the time. But it was just hard to sell. And also the state of mind that I was in was kind of difficult, you know, because when the product is struggling, uh, you're kind of struggling too, you know. You don't, you don't see it that clear, I guess, you know, like the opportunities that might come across. Uh, so I told myself, I was like, you know, I'm just going to uh, clean it up a bit, uh, clean some code, delete some code, uh, just get it ready for autopiloting it, autopiloting it, and then if somebody wants to potentially buy it, it's ready, so I don't have to do much. And then lo and behold, a month or so later, <laughs> a buyer shows up out of nowhere. Well, not out of nowhere, but the question was sort of out of nowhere. It was my second client that ever signed up for Blockstatic. Not signed up, but second client that actually paid. Uh, and they were still a Claritas client. They're a Chicago-based company. And they have a team in Shanghai and in Europe. And they do hardware, software. They do, they have, their clients are Duracell and those types of clients with um, yep, yep. batteries and all kinds of things. And uh, I was talking to them, and they're like, hey, do, do you ever think about selling Claritask, you know? I'm like, yeah, sure. I mean, they're like, do you want to <laughs> sell it to us? I'm like, uh, sure. Uh, do you want to talk about it? They're like, yeah, let's get on a call. So we got on a call, and to my disappointment, they actually want me to go with the product. So they don't want to really buy it. They want me to go with the product, maybe pay me some money, have a salary and whatnot. And oh, that was kind of disappointing. Like, I, I wasn't <laughs> looking for a full-time position in any way. And I said, you know what, thanks, but I'm definitely not a good employee material at the moment. I've been doing this on my own for so long. Uh, in a way, I'm not good for you. I, I can't do the <laughs> 9 to 5, you know, have the regular meetings and stand-ups and whatnot. So I was like, uh, this is sort of, you know, what I want. And they said, so what do you want for it? Like, how much do you want for, for the product? And luckily, uh, a week before that, I was listening to Rob Walling's Startups for the Rest of Us podcast. And he had John Warlow, I think, on the podcast, the guy that wrote Built to Sell, the book that mm. people mention a lot. Yeah, and yeah. Rob was asking him all these questions about selling, and I was taking notes, apparently. Uh, I'm horrible at negotiating. <laughs> like, if I go to a store and... You know, there's room to negotiate. I'll just buy the full price. I like, I, I don't know how to do it. You know, I feel odd. I feel horrible. But this time around, I kind of felt, you know, like I, I could push for some more. And they said, so, you know, going back to the story, they said, so what do you want for it? 
And I said, well, what do you want to do with it? What do you want to do with ClamCast? <laughs> you know, like I want to know what value they're putting on the product. Like what do they need it for? Do they need to shut it down? Do they want to do like millions with it? So they go on and on talking about the product, how much they like it, what they want to do with it, how great it is from everything else they've used. And apparently they're raising the price of, of the product for me. So anyways, <laughs> I, I had sort of a number in my head, you know. And um, uh, so I, I told them my number. I'm not going to share it. I, I didn't share it. But it was around like yeah, a yeah, four-year four runway for me, four or five-year runway for me and my family. Um, and just to put it a little bit on, in context, I have two kids. Uh, they're both in private school. We like to travel like two, three times a year. Um, so that number was that I gave them was about four, four times that amount yeah. yearly. And they said, okay, that's great. Uh, let's talk again. And uh, we hang up and they disappear <laughs> for about <laughs> two, three weeks. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Like I should have I maybe said lower, you know, like I was having all these doubts. I was kind of ready to let it go, honestly, to let the product yeah, go. Yeah. Like I just didn't feel like pushing it any longer. I wasn't interested anymore in it because the competition was so strong. And uh, two or three weeks later, they come back and they say, you know what? Like, even though you're not coming with the product, we still want to buy it. I was like, wow, great. Ooh. Yeah, this is awesome. But we want it for half that price. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> which, is, which was fine also, honestly. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I went like way above to what I think Claritask was worth on paper, you know. I have a... Uh, a friend of mine, one of my closest friends, he has an NBA. He's like a businessy type of person. And when he heard what I priced my product, he's like, you can't do that. It's, you know, like, <laughs> I was like, I can. Of course I can. I can do whatever I want. Like, it's it's my yeah, product. I mean, I can price it a million, you know. Like, he's like, yeah, no, you it's can't. It's start expensive, right? I mean, they yeah. can always, like, make a counteroffer. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also, one thing from Rob's interview with John Warlow on his, uh, on his podcast uh, was that he was talking about uh, a case where the buyer walked in the room and straight up sort of uh, surprised the seller and asked them, okay, okay, Ben, what do you want for this? And the other guy sort of felt threatened and gave him the price right away. And he gave them <laughs> actually their ideal, so there was nowhere to go way above it. Yeah. You know? It was like the last yeah, that's price. that's not a good situation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so I went like way up, and if they bring it down, it's still okay, you know? So like a yeah, they went down to like a two-year runway. It was still great, and I did not want to negotiate in times of price anymore. I wanted yep. to negotiate on terms. Uh, I said, "Yep, yeah, that's fine. Fifty percent of that is great, but I want this and this and this and this." And the main point of my uh, request was not to have to do anything with the product uh, after the payment. And uh, I said I could, you know, stay on just on call for like the next three months just as the sort of suggesting things that you might come across but not work technically for free or any type of that sort of engagement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if they want any work, I could charge for it and uh, I want out 100% the day that I get the payment and I transfer all the assets. Uh, so, yeah, uh, super lucky, honestly. Uh, they agreed on it. Uh, also, what I think raised the price is that I had a lot of assets around it. I had the blog, which uh, had a redirect from another domain. It had good domain authority, uh, Twitter account, Facebook account. And I learned this from Helen, uh, our, our mutual friend, Megamaker. Um, yep. And she told me this. You know, she's like, when you, when you sell something, you know, make sure to you know, gather all the assets you have around it. And that potentially raises the price, you know. And also for the listeners, honestly, like one of the ways I priced the product when I learned what they want to do with it, uh, apparently they want to include it in like a bigger platform that they're building. Mm. Uh, uh, one of the ways that, you know, like I, I thought about pricing was like, all right, so for them to build this type of product, it will take them about three, four people, about eight months, 10 months, etc. So I priced that for them. And besides yeah. that, I'm giving them time because they have the product the next day they don't have to go yeah, to exactly. months, you know so i think i think those things like i don't know how i remember those honestly like, I'm, I'm a horrible negotiator but just something like came to me that i was like doing so good man like it was like all lucky honestly like got super lucky um i was out one bad thing out of it was that 
uh, two other big enterprisey clients. They sort of got a got a bit mad because they found out too abruptly that I was leaving. Like there was no transition of sorts, you know, to at least give them a bit of time, you know, and say I'm going to leave in about three months. So they were kind of like pissed off about that. One of them especially. Um, like you can't, how, what do you mean you're going to leave? Like who are we going to talk to? I was like, it's this other company. They're great. You know, they have even a bigger, bigger team. They have developers. They can respond quicker. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's the only thing that I could have maybe planned a bit better. Uh, maybe I could have like handed over a little bit slower. I could have maybe gotten the payment, but on the client side, I could have said I'll be here for another month or so, you know, just to uh, transition yeah, yeah. you guys. So, yeah. I mean, it does sound like it could actually benefit the customers though, right? Because after all, they will get like a bigger support team. They will get more developer power. So probably if, if you know, like if they yeah. start developing their own features, it might even be quicker. <laughs> you know, like funny thing about that, man, like sometimes us like working alone are like so much a better fit because like we respond <laughs> so quicker. And I hope the buyer's not listening to this podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> that that uh, that other client that was pissed off, they like they wrote me like two months later. They're like, Val, you got to help us. Like two months, we're waiting for something so simple and they're not delivering. Uh-oh. I'm like, I have like, I can't do anything. I can call them up. Like I, I, I knew a developer there, uh, sort of like was in touch with. And I told yep. him, I was like, can you guys please do something? Like it's, it was something to do with like user permissions. It was easy. Um, I even knew it, like where where they could actually, you know, um, uh, improve the feature. Like I knew the controllers and everything by by yeah, by yeah. heart. Yeah, th- it's funny because that's actually one of the questions I wrote down. I wrote, only wrote down like five questions or so, mm-hmm. but one of them was how does it feel seeing the sold product? Mm-hmm. You know, how does it feel uh, if you see changes yeah. product landing page? And uh, we're actually kind of getting into that already. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a, that's a great question, man, and. Um, uh, I, I haven't seen many improvements with it because they're still working on the API in the back. They're building a mobile um, app for it. One thing that I see now uh, when I keep using Claritask, uh, something that bumps me out is like, like I wish I was in a better state of mind like back then to like sell it better. You know, like I could have grown it like way more because like after I got the payment... I felt relaxed. I went out on a spending spree a bit, you know, like it was like a, such a big stretch of like struggling and everything, you know. I was like, all right, so Three now. new cars. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Got a pool. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, like I, I, even now when I use it, I'm like, oh man, that's such a great feature I built. Like this sounds so like arrogant a bit, but I, <laughs> I've used, honestly, like I've used so many different project management apps and like even Trello. I use Trello now for, for some things. And it still, like, misses some things, like, so badly, you know, and doesn't have it. And I've built those things in Claritask. If I was a better sell- salesperson, a seller, guy, thing, I could have done much better. But it was just, it was just, like, I guess the, you know, the destiny of it with me. Like, you know, that's how much I had going with it for me. So that's the only thing that bums me out. But, no, I haven't seen, honestly, uh, much uh, difference from, from their part. And uh, somebody else asked me, asked me, they said, uh, would you feel bad if they made millions with it? I was like, no, man, like the, the money they paid me, like that, that was like, maybe not life changing, but it was like definitely like situation changing. Like they did me a favor, you know, just getting me out of that rut and um, just, you know, having me start on something new, clear headed and potentially something that's needed more, you know, like project management tools. There's so many out there, like. You don't need another yeah. project management tool. It's, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I basically feel the same way about Playgroup. Uh, yeah, yeah. How I actually want to see it succeed. Yeah. You know, like I, I even started contracting with Yaro afterwards, and we're <laughs> we're like on the third month or oh, so. Oh, nice. Uh, me doing some contract work, not too much, like just you know little things, uh, because I already had enough stuff going on, but. Uh, you know, I, I you know I want to see him succeed, and I would you know I would be happy if he made millions mm-hmm. out of it, or you know if he grew it to a point where it competes with Circle or, or you know Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. I think it would be great, actually. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And also, I had an offer like last year from another person business type of thing, and uh, when these guys came around, like the first thing that I told them in the meeting, I was like, "You're the guys that I would never like." feel jealous about you getting like two millions ever yeah like i i have so much respect for them 
It's a little bit like visiting your hometown or something. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit nostalgia, but yeah. not in a bad way. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. But uh, yeah, there was a lucky, definitely a lucky break. Like one of the luckiest breaks I've gotten in my career. Um, so yeah, I, I would wish that on anybody. I see some of my friends like struggling with their product. And they're like in a much better position than I was when I was selling it. And like I keep telling them like, you know, just I don't know, like don't don't shut it down. Like just leave it. Who knows? Like somebody will see potential in it, you know? Somebody likes the yep. code base in it or some feature you've built that they can extract for it or, you know. Um Yeah, I think it's pretty, you know, easy like not pretty easy, but I think it it's gotten easier to sell a SaaS these days. So yeah. Yeah. You know, there might always be like another way in case you you hit a super hard roadblock, you can't go forward. Mm-hmm. Selling it might be a good option actually. Yeah. How, so, how many products did you sell up to now? You have a couple, right? Yeah, so on the pod I think I started three. One of them was like this uh narrower social networking thing which didn't really work out, but mm-hmm. it was also, you know, like me just trying things and then the next two basically sold both of them. Oh nice. <laughs> and now it's on to the third one. Okay. That's very good. But but what's your like, you know, now you got all that money sitting around, mm-hmm. you're just chilling by the pool or <laughs> what's your <laughs> Um One thing is it has given me sort of like it gave, it's given me the time. Uh, just to yeah. have that time ahead like for a while to not worry much and that is very helpful in terms of building my new product now and just having the peace of mind to like kind of go on my in my pace and not rush you know like before it used to be like a client would come up and they would say you know I want this feature and I would be so desperate just to you know make a sale I would build the feature and I don't have that now which is like incredible you know And even in terms of pricing, you know, like I priced the new product like super low and it's like $39 per year. Uh, you can run multiple blogs. Like it's ridiculous, you know, like a $3 a month, I guess. And yep. I, I like doing that, you know, like Nathan Berry had a post about leaving money on the table and that's totally okay. You know, like I think trying to maximize all the time, like, you know, what you can charge I know there's a saying that goes like charge up to charge up to the point where people don't complain, you know. And I don't know about that, you know. It's like yeah, I guess that's good like you'll have all this money laying around, but I don't know. Like I'd like to extend the uh, whatever goodness there is. Like servers are cheap. Uh, they're not that, you know. My my Yeah, that's you true. You know. It's like it's not costing me more to have somebody run a blog that's going to maybe generate like 10 visits a month, you know, like what is that going to cost me, you know? Um, so yeah, uh, definitely giving me the time, the peace of mind, uh, less anxiety. <laughs> it's, you know, like it's, it's nice. It's nice to have some runway ahead, you know, and uh, uh, just go on your own pace. Yeah. So does that mean you also do less client work these days? Yes. I have uh, one client that I really like. It's a documentary film festival, Uh, and I do a lot of stuff for them, like uh, e-commerce and e-tickets and on-location POS type of ticket selling and stuff. So they're fun. They're fun to be around. Like every meeting I, I go to with them, he ends up, you know, drinking after hours with them. So <laughs> it's like they're filmmakers, man. Like they're, you know, filmmakers and cinematographers, photographers. And they're just a lot of fun to work with, you know. But uh, yeah, definitely not taking any type of work uh i'm not ready to quit yet honestly um i don't want to do like the all in i don't know like how do you feel about that like do you are you sort of the all in type of person with the product or not at all actually i think i think if i was all in with the product i'd probably still i'd probably just waste more time than i do now (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) Yeah, I, no, I don't know. I mean, this year was kind of my transition into freelancing, so I'm really just getting started with it, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, realizing how, how much money I can actually make outside of Germany and outside of the city here. Um, so try to de-risk that as much as possible, but not just made the jump. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, I, you know, like my next objective would be to find like a balance between, you know, freelance clients and working on the project. Yeah. And what are you working right now? Like, uh, are you doing the True Fans? Is it? Yep. 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 
Exactly. So it's yeah. I mean, in general, if you don't know what it, what it is, it's pretty much uh, on on page communication tools, and they're like all on on the same platform. So mm-hmm. you will get stuff like live chat, a little bit like what Intercom does um, on page personalizations. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some kind of pop ups, and uh, yeah, I'm looking into you know making that more complex later on, where you can maybe even. Um, make some videos pop up that you can record with Loom. Thought mm-hmm. about you know using their new SDK to let them record inside True Fans, mm-hmm. but that's way down the road. So yeah, right now I really just gotta gotta get the MVP ready and let the first people in, get some some folks on the wait list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, overall I'm just really moving really slowly this year because I had so much stuff going on, and you know the transition into freelancing was. Uh, not that easy. Okay. <laughs> is it better now? Like, was it better having a job or like? No. Okay. It is way better now. All right. <laughs> and it actually feels even safer because you know if you, before when you just have like the one employer mm-hmm. and they out of the blue fire you for whatever reason or have to let you off or whatever, you, you know you're you're left with nothing. And now if I just lose one or two clients from the freelancing. It doesn't really matter because I just have one or two more. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. <laughs> and one or yeah, and one or two of them actually cover all the expenses and the rest is going straight into savings. Oh, that's so. great. That's incredible. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's it's way better now than it was before. And I got to keep my old employer as a client. Oh right. Um and so yeah, that basically starts in exactly two weeks mm-hmm. I'll be without a job so to say and only be self-employed <laughs> all right that's pretty cool man uh, glad to hear that you know i know some some of my friends that got into freelancing like some of them like you know like oh well you know i have to always look for a job you like oh you know always look for new clients but if you have some steady ones like i think that's yeah it's a better situation you know yeah exactly it, it is kind of weird because i kind of stumbled into it the wrong way if we look at you know the stair-stepping approach from rob walling mm-hmm. it's like lower down there yeah <laughs> and i'm kind of going to the basement in a way. <laughs> but, or maybe maybe i'm standing on two steps <laughs> maybe your building is designed differently man maybe you're like your basement is at the top or somehow <laughs> who knows yeah uh, that's good that's awesome yeah so so for you what's what's next with block static what's the what's the plan i mean you're obviously taking it a little bit slower as well um so do you have like you know a goal in mind do you want to sell it at some point do you want to grow it to a million (laughs) yeah uh yeah it's a great question uh once i sold claritask uh it sort of felt really good to build something and um and sell it uh so I think we spoke about this like either live or maybe on Twitter. We said, you know, like, oh, this is a great model. You know, like you build a product, maybe grow it to a certain point and then you just, you know, sell it and exit. And it's a good chunk of money. I like that. But, you know, with the money that I made from it, like that money is, you know, running out, you know, one way or the yeah. other. You know, it's like um, so ideally for block static would be to grow uh, if, if I can grow to past five ten k quit my clients completely uh just run it as much as i can on my own or maybe like with some help in marketing some help in development but one thing i wouldn't be interested in to grow a big team like i wouldn't yeah yeah. want that you know Um, yeah i'm the same way yeah what's your reason for that (laughs) i don't i don't like managing you know honestly like i would hate it to be you know uh sort of uh, on daily basis to sort of guide the team to build stuff and grow. Like I would hate to have like a VC type of situation where I've got investment and like I have to deliver like that would just stress me out. Even though, yeah, if, you know, maybe the scenario would be to exit at some point with like big money. Like, I don't know if it'd be worth it on my mental state, you know, just running through that for a couple of years. So that's the biggest reason, you know, like, I could if if I had that chance to maybe grow with people like I'd take a step back and maybe hire somebody that wants to do that every day and I'll just back away in a consulting type of position you know like just maybe stay on on it um yeah we're just talking like way out like it doesn't make sense at this point but um <laughs> yeah honestly like 10k past 10k growing product I would love to run it because that would mean like a steady uh, income revenue 
for uh, for quite some time. You know, like I wouldn't have that yeah, sort yeah. of. Oh, so what do I do next? Uh, luckily, Block Block Static started before I I uh, sold ClareTask actually, which is very weird. Uh, I started like a month before I sold ClareTask, and when I sold ClareTask, I pretty much knew you know what I want to do next. Uh, so. Yeah, um, that's the goal. Uh, go super slow. I haven't launched yet. Uh, you know, it, it is live. People are using it. Uh, the pricing is up. Stripe is not connected, <laughs> so you can't really pay for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, people are using it. Uh, one of the coolest things that have happened is that uh, Blockstatic uh, will have different themes that you can choose from. And I'm seeing people like uh, you can customize the CSS. And I'm seeing some people who are developers that are using it, like they do crazy stuff with the current theme. Oh yeah, that's cool. I'm like, oh, like this, this I, I can't explain that feeling. Like it's such a small thing, you know, like explaining it. But it's like I build this thing, and like I see these people just like making it better with their code. Uh, that's really incredible, you know. So um, I definitely feel there is something in it. Uh, I don't feel uh, extremely uh, convinced that. It will be a success. I don't know that yet, but compared to everything else I've built, it does have more people asking for stuff. It does have more people registering for it, using it. Um, uh, I see the market being much better uh, than project management uh, because you have Ghost on one end who's like gotten really big. Uh, you have uh, Medium, which people are not really using that much. And then you have WordPress, you know, which requires for you to develop, you know, and like yeah, uh, code. Yeah. So like I'm, I'm offering the easy way in with like only blogging uh, where you serve like static files. So you don't have to like, you know, uh, worry about speed or anything like that. Like that sort of things that I'm, I'm, um, I'm promoting at the moment. Uh, multiple blogs. That's very interesting. Um, that's actually I, I had this idea, but it mostly came from one of the users. He's like, hey, why don't you do what Justin did with podcasting? <laughs> I'm like, what is that? He's like, well, you know, like they have multiple podcasts for like one price. Can you have multiple blogs? Yeah. It's like, yeah, why not? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let's do that. So now I have to build some sort of mechanism with visits. Uh, maybe a simple JS that just counts maybe like visits to a page. Not an analytics of sorts, just like the counter. Uh, because Transistor has listens, I think, downloads per, per month. And yeah, yeah. I'll have visits per month across across the account for all the blogs that they have. Something along those lines. But it's fun, man. I've built websites forever. I love building websites. Always love. <laughs> so this is like building a CMS, you know? Um, yeah, that's true. And I think you're you're deliberately deliberately taking like the approach of keeping it simple, right? I, mm -hmm. I think you're doing a great job at that. Actually. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, definitely simple. Yeah, I I, I can't lie. I signed up for Ghost because so many people were mentioning it. Like, I just want to see what it is, you know? And, like, they're, like, so big, and it looks really good, you know? Like, I like it. Yep. Uh, it's nice and neat. Uh, one thing that was really getting big is, like, they're, which is great also, but they have so many things on the dashboard. Like, you, you get, you know, I think even analytics at this point, you know, it's... it's, it's uh, yeah, it's... I mean, Ghost is one of those products which I have always, like, once mm -hmm. or twice a year <laughs> just logged in to, to see how it developed. Oh, know? okay. And it's it's definitely, like, grown, but they, they do a really good job at keeping the design on point. It's mm -hmm. really it's really well designed, I think. So they, they did stuff it with a lot of things, I feel. Mm -hmm. But they still, you know, ma managed to keep, keep it organized in a way. It's, like, on the edge always, mm -hmm. but always like in that sweet spot still <laughs> yeah no definitely like uh, I, I know people use it some of the people that are currently using Blockstatic came from Ghost um, uh, it has some quirks like uh, it's, it's kind of weird in some some cases like Ghost and you know like they don't like that so um, I just want to make Blockstatic like super accessible like one user went ahead and like uh, deleted not deleted but made a uh, CSS class for the footer where I have published with block static they hit it like they made a display non-important i'm like yeah whatever like, <laughs> you know have it like it's okay it's not gonna you know yep it's not gonna <laughs> i mean if you if you know if you give them that power well yeah <laughs> yeah they have it like you know i can block it i can put like a css at the very bottom with like important i don't have to i don't want to do that honestly like if they want to get rid of it that's fine um i i'm curious honestly to build a um 
a good product that you know really helps people to start blogging like right away choose a theme customize it if they want to um with claritask i was so uh sales driven not in terms of being a salesperson, but i was trying to make a sale at any cost you know because it was i went all in that was like something that i have to explain i went all in ran out of money like i have two kids I'm like, man, I got to make this work. So, like, you do all this crazy, stupid stuff with it, you know? Yeah. And that's yeah. the worst thing, like, to do. I would never... Uh, I got in a, in a quick conversation with someone on Twitter, and they wanted to go all in, and they just had a a, a, a kid recently, and they want to go all in with something. And I'm like, oh, man, like, this is my experience. It it's, doesn't mean it will happen to you. Like, maybe you have a breakout product that will do great right away. But, like, just, you know, be cautious. Like, I, I suggest, like, take a, you know, short, like, a slower route. Um, and you are not your product, you know? Like, if, if block static doesn't go, like, it won't go. Like, that's totally fine. I'll work on something else, you know? So, it's not, it's not everything. Like, you're not your product. So, like, people identify you with it, you know? Which I did a lot, like, in the beginning when I started this journey. So, yeah, a lot of lessons learned, man, the hard way. Oh, <laughs> school of hard knocks. Well, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool because now you get to apply all those lessons, or you know, like mm -hmm. take them with you to the next product. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. The pace and and everything around it for sure. Uh, but also so, luck, man. Like I, I believe in luck. Like the the more the more I'm, I'm in this journey, like the more I believe that certain products go and some certain products don't. Like sometimes, you know, like it just won't go. Like for example, like fleets, like Twitter fleets. <laughs> it's not happening. They shut it down and that's fine, you know, like, and they have millions to, to push it, you know, but they don't want to. So it's, I think that's, that's yeah, something that I, is, I bet they had like a certain number of usage that they wanted to hit, but it never got there. Yeah. Like they probably just measured that against something they set themselves up as a goal. Probably, <laughs> yeah. It was horrible. I hated it. Always hated it. Um, yeah, I just, you know, like, I'm, I don't know. You, I'm, yeah. I'm feeling a little bit indifferent. So okay. the, the bad thing is that it took away so much space <laughs> yep. when, you know, like when you're on a phone, it's like, oh my God, get out of the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But then, you know, some folks really used it in a, in a cool way where, you know, like Dan Round, for example, he posted pictures from Mauritius. Like, that's fun mm, to watch. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, I mean, he could also put them in a tweet, I guess. But, yeah, it, you know, it was kind of separate to, mm. you know, the usual tweets. Mm -hmm. So, uh, like, there was like there was a usage for it, I feel. But, nah. I guess that use I case miss is it interesting. as well. It's, it, yeah. yeah, like, it, I was seeing, like, this is fine, too. Like, if somebody did this who's listening, like, it's totally cool. But I was <laughs> I was seeing people, like, uh, sort of retweeting on a fleet. Like, they're sort of, like, oh, yeah, yeah. putting their tweet, which is fine, too. Like, there was, you know, some incredible tweets that probably did well, and they wanted to amplify more of it, which was cool. But then, like, I have tweets scrolling, and then I have tweets <laughs> up there. It's like Instagram, you know? Like, I deleted Instagram. Yeah. Like, I have photos of people and stories and then i have photos scrolling like what is the freaking point you know so yeah yeah and yeah i mean that's probably like nobody really knew how to use it yeah <laughs> and then it just became the thing where you put the tweets too so uh yeah <laughs> yeah but it's apparently huh. it's going so yeah you know like products fail man like you could have millions like google plus you know if anyone remembers you know google's making a social network and they failed um, yeah, I think it's a good reminder, though, to see how they shut it down now. Like, they don't shut down the entire product, of mm -hmm. course. It, like, it's just one feature. But it's still a good reminder to see, like, hey, you know, try things. If they fail, get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's a whole product, I feel like you don't have to, you know, hang on to it forever. <laughs> or, like, just put it on Micro Acquire and then, you know, somebody yeah, grabs that. it. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible, man. Like, we're living in incredible times to be, like, be able to build a product on your own like entirely on your own like you can set up servers and code and and market and exit like on your freaking own like this is this is crazy you know um, yep it wasn't possible you know probably 10 years ago i don't know i don't remember that much but yeah for sure um it's it's much easier uh to, to do it now so yeah incredible times so i have one more question sure. that i'm wondering about how you how you feel about that because Claritest was more B2B, whereas Blockstatic is going to be more B2C, I feel. Like, I don't, I don't know if you even plan for, you know, like, company blocks on Blockstatic. I mean, that could be a thing, I guess. 
Um, but, you know, have you thought about that at all? Like, what's, you know, taking a different approach in a way or... Mm-hmm. <laughs> man, you're a, you're a great interviewer, man. You get, like, you have the best <laughs> questions, I swear. <laughs> awesome, awesome questions. So, uh, I was talking, I think, yesterday uh, on our blog with Fernanda. Uh, one of the major differences between Claritask, not just the B2B and B2C, but one of the biggest differences is that in Claritask, I was trying to satisfy different use cases so you would have the owner of the company you would have the project manager uh, the junior developer the person working in administration who doesn't use computer that well you know like yeah lots of people yeah <laughs> like so many different use cases so many different queries uh, support tickets that you, sometimes you really don't know what to do with on your own you know and in block static I have one person it's the blogger the person who blogs, you know, and it's yep. such a relief. Like, you know, when uh, when some request comes in, like I can relate to it right away because I use Blockstatic. Um, they are a blogger. They know what they want, what they're doing. Um, yeah, so that's one of the biggest reasons, like biggest differences, which I really love. And I've thought about uh, going B2B if there's an opportunity uh, to give companies... Um, multiple user roles where they can write and edit and publish and different things, but that's somewhere down the line. I think right now I want to focus on um, bloggers and particularly in one type of blogger who maybe uh, looks to either bring uh, build up their uh, brand or maybe even monetize it. Uh, some people that run affiliate programs and write blogs and do reviews, etc., like, I would love to serve those uh, bloggers because I feel their requests will be more immediate, more urgent, uh, more necessary, like what they need. And it will make the platform much better, you know, like for for everyone else. Uh, so, yeah, um, that's where it's, you know, that's where the product is right now. But definitely have thought about, you know, if there's a chance to go B2B, then... Uh, that would be a good opportunity too because, you know, co- corporate clients would be more serious, pay probably more potentially, have more visits. Um, but yeah, super, super, you know, like right now, I, I hope this continues. I don't. I hope I don't waste my money sooner than the runway uh, ends. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's always a temptation to buy the next thing. But uh, if, if that doesn't happen, I really want to, to make a good product and I hope that happens, you know. Um, so yeah pretty idealistic at this point we'll see we'll see how things pan yeah, out but i mean it's it's still early Super like you don't bad. have to make those decisions right now you True. can just wait for some more folks to come through the door and then see who it is <laughs> you're right you're right you're right yeah I, I can't jump the gun you know and like think about all these like scenarios um yeah the next i guess yeah i mean i kind of forced that question though <laughs> no it's okay it's a good exercise because you know like rob's podcast when the time comes I've been primed already, you know, like I know the answer. So that's a good, <laughs> definitely good, good question. Uh, but yeah, you know, like it's, um, it's t- the, imme- the most immediate sort of step is to hook up Stripe, uh, potentially launch it officially at some point uh, towards the end of the year. Uh, and um, hopefully there'll be enough clients to uh, maybe quit uh, my consulting gigs and then just go fully on it. Um, at some point, I think, uh, what is this, like maybe 3K uh, MRR, like 36, 36, 30, I guess 30K ARR would be a point where I would say, yeah, this is good, you know, to go. Um, we'll yeah. See. We'll see. Maybe it crashes and burns. Who knows? Well, we, we don't <laughs> know yet. I don't know that. Maybe it flies. Who cares? Yeah, I can't, I can't tell that yet. So we'll, we'll just have you back in a year and see how it went. Yeah, July <laughs> next year. Hopefully, good man. <laughs> Some pressure now. What? I think it's on a good trajectory, though. It's good, yeah. For starters, it's definitely good. I'm happy with it, you know, compared to everything else. I could do more with it, uh, especially in the marketing end of things, but uh, not until August 14 when my client, uh, when I'm done with my client work, uh, this big client. Ah, that yeah, I have. that makes sense. And then I'll go on vacation yeah. and I'll have like the time to sort of do more uh, marketing-wise. So, yeah. That's what's up, man. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. <laughs> so what about you, man? What do you have now? Like, uh, true fans, uh, I know you mentioned that you will, you know, keep working on it um, and do the freelance, right? 
Yep, basically just those two. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, right now is a pretty weird phase of like transitioning into the freelancing. So I got to take care of the boring stuff, which means mm-hmm. you know accountants and <laughs> uh, insurance uh, and all all of that stuff, yeah. which you know it's never fun. But I just hope to get that all done this this month because then I'm all set for you know starting the next month which is then the first month of freelancing um and yeah then i mean at some point the contracts i have right now are probably longer than six months like all of them so they are long running contracts but at some point one or two of them will probably you know come to an end okay uh and that's gonna be interesting as well because basically then the first time that i need to find new new clients uh and i have no idea how to do that so (laughs) yay (laughs) yep that's gonna be interesting (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well I, I you're like very active on twitter and like you have the audience and the contacts so maybe i'm sure everybody's building yeah. something the entire time yeah it's it's funny like all of the people i'm working with right now actually approached me oh nice <laughs> so even more no idea how to find new clients except you know like do what i did so far i hope another <laughs> person finds me <laughs> yeah man it, that seems to be working out <laughs> so could work yeah (laughs) but it's a little weird you know because i see all those people around me struggling you know Mm -hmm. like telling me hey ben how did you even find those clients i'm like i don't know man like they found found me i'm sorry (laughs) i know know you don't want to hear that (laughs) yeah i know i know like the the part like this is the the thing that i a lot of people shy away from like luck i mentioned earlier in the show you know like i think a lot of founders like not our friends just like bigger companies and stuff like they shy away from saying like they're lucky because i think that they feel it undermines their activity like their sort of input in things which is not the case i don't think you know like you're doing the best and everything but without some lucky breaks like it's impossible like even in sports like yeah it's it's both definitely like i I still feel like you know doing the whole product work in public selling playgroup and whatnot Mm -hmm. like the whole twitter audience that grew over the last two years that's you know that's the work i put in yeah but then out of that like you know having people come to me and asking me to to, like work with them Mm -hmm. you know i don't don't know like that's still a a bit of luck involved that's awesome like right person seeing the right tweet at the right time or you know i don't know <laughs> yeah that is awesome man hey i have one question that i wrote for you dum 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 and i i heard it on the way to my co-working place before recording i i was listening to the art of product and they had this question um one of their latest episodes i believe and so uh paraphrasing what their question was but uh basically you have $5 million in the bank tomorrow. What does Ben do next? Oh. <laughs> do you still uh, do product? You know? Wow. Yeah. Tough one, huh? I mean, if it's tomorrow, mm-hmm. I'll probably continue with what was planned for the week because... <laughs> yes. You know, I'll need some time to process that. <laughs> but but after that, like a month or two when you deliver everything, like what happens then? Uh, yeah. I, I might, you know, tell all the clients to go find somebody else to do the work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then probably look around for some good investment strategies mm. for those, you know, for four millions of that. And then one million, I don't know, do something else with it. Would you still do um, product? Not immediately, mm-hmm. I feel. I, I don't know. Maybe I would. You know, I'm the type of guy who... I, I say that I want to, you know, have more time to do nothing. But then if, if there's like a week of doing nothing, I get bored. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> so I will probably start working on a product again anyway. Um, yeah. No, totally. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a tough I might, one. You know, I probably might take a million and just look into buying a house from that. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, take care of that first. Um But yeah, I wouldn't know what to do with the rest of the money, to be honest. I don't know. Like... <laughs> I don't really need any material stuff. <laughs> right, right. I've stashed away so much money over the last two years. It's crazy. So uh, <laughs> I would probably just, yeah, maybe I would do just products and tone down the uh, the client work even more. But yeah, it would probably also be a transition into that, I feel. Like I mm-hmm. wouldn't you know, change something like from one day to the next. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely a tricky question. I mean, you can't. Like, this is so hypothetical. Like, you never know how you will feel, like, 
when yeah. that happens actually like you know like maybe you just lose your yeah. mind like it's so much money like right away it's like holy shit <laughs> um but yeah go gamble with it all yeah go to las vegas <laughs> What what would you do though? Uh I think yeah I would I would definitely look into investing um a big chunk of it just to create that like not to have to ever work again. Uh not to ever like not to let me put it better. Like not to have to worry about like uh sort of you know feeding my family and having money for running a family. Not definitely not like I want to get so rich like I want to you know <laughs> 10 times my investment like nothing like that. But maybe put it on some like index funds with like some five seven percent return, whatever, and then live that money, live off of that money. Uh, but other than that, like product wise, I think I would do something free, like some social network kind of whatever free, <laughs> yeah, like no charge, just like a big Reddit, whatever. Like I don't know, man. Like probably not. Like who knows? Like I get five million, I disappear. <laughs> I'm like I'm out. <laughs> That's it. I'm gone. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, With this state of mind, like that would be like what I would do, like the things that I said before that. Um, but I, I, I don't think I would quit product entirely. Like I like doing stuff. Like you said, like I, I want to do nothing. But then I get that time. I'm like, like now what? You know? Like I grab the computer. Yeah. I look at some, uh, some library, some codes something i fiddle with something i had in mind it's it's funny though i feel like even like old people like you know if if they get their pension and yeah. they you know they could just do nothing and they kind of deserve it a lot of times they also end up you know like i don't know like you know start to garden their yeah. garden or you know like they they need something to do in a way and i feel like it's it's almost the same it doesn't really matter if you're old or not you, yeah. you just want something to do i don't think you can just you know sit by the beach and sit <laughs> videos nothing. all day <laughs> i know no no i completely agree yeah um it's tricky you know like having that that big amount like right away it's um it's definitely one thing that is great about it is um uh not to worry uh, at least for the next i don't know decade where the money will come from you know unless you just yeah. you know spend it somewhere like you know uh that's i think helicopters a, yeah that's a big relief especially with the family you know it's like i have to you know provide like there is cool and blah 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 etc like it's it's easier to think like oh i don't have to worry about that bit that is gone you yeah know? i can go and but you know you you kind of mentioned that you could also use the money for taking bigger swings at bigger and more ambitious projects mm -hmm, mm -hmm. true yeah yeah for sure I don't know if I would do that, to be honest. I don't think I'm the guy to do that. <laughs> What do you mean? Like the the type of, like the social network I mentioned? Like, uh, yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. I don't know where that came from. I, I don't know if I would do that. <laughs> But it wouldn't be like, one thing I realized, man, like about me when selling Claritask, I realized that I don't really care about money for the money's sake. It's more about having that freedom to keep doing what I want. And with block static, that was like so reflected on the pricing because others are charging like nine per month for one blog. And here I am, 39 per year for multiple blogs. Like it doesn't make sense on the, on the paper, you know. And I realized that yeah. I really don't care as long as I have that money to sustainably build it and then maintain, maintain my family, healthy family living, like financially, you know. So, yeah, that's I think most of us like are in that sort of um you know uh in those shoes where we want the money just for the freedom to keep working but doing whatever we want to do you know like not be tied down to something yep. specific you know um, yeah 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 that makes sense yeah man <laughs> so yeah uh so what is next man like uh what are you going to be doing um like true fans like is it like you asked me this question so i'm asking it for you now like do you plan to Like grow it? Is that a goal? Or maybe like build it like tiny log and and play group and just build it to a point and sell it? Like are you the type of person that would grow it? So I th I feel like this one has the potential to grow to a certain point. But I would never say that I you know, like if there is a good offer <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I might as well sell it and start a new one because that's the fun part. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Um, so I did have a couple of folks, actually like four or five people now 
asking already if I was selling. Are you serious? <laughs> like right True now, fans? yeah, yeah. Oh my, yeah. it's not even launched. And you know, it's like pre-revenue. I haven't even hooked up pedal or stripe or anything. Oh wow! <laughs> and so I've, I've, you know, it's kind of weird getting those questions because I, I don't know if people are serious or not, but they were, they were serious. Um, <laughs> did, did you get to the point talking about the, the amount, like the sum? No, okay. I always turned it down oh, immediately. Okay. Like, you know, I mean, that, that's not going to be an amount where I want to sell it probably. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but no, I think the, the, the plan right now is to grow to a certain point. If, if it ever hits like 1k, I would say, okay, this one has the potential to go further. Mm-hmm. Um, if it you know stays around i don't know like below 500 or around 500 mrr for more than one and a half years i would probably reconsider mm-hmm. it maybe get rid of it quickly <laughs> yeah um but yeah i mean because the clients or the customers in that case would be you know folks like us uh running small businesses mm-hmm. or bigger businesses even um it feels like it feels like it's aligned with who i can reach and who i know what the problems are with onboarding people or supporting people. Um, so I have a good feeling about it. I just need, yeah, I just really need to get the validation going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right now it's mostly assumptions. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a little bit dangerous <laughs> talking about it in a way yeah. because I could be wrong with all of that. Sure. I mean, yeah, so at this point, but yeah, I mean, immediate, immediate plan is grow it to a certain amount of MRR. And yeah, if I see it, you know, if it can generate like 5k MRR, I might even, you know, tone, you know, get rid of some of the clients uh, and focus more on building true facts. Mm-hmm. And one question, like on the development side of things. So like, uh, I see myself doing this more and more. Like, do you, are you sort of mindful about building certain features and how big they can get since you plan to work on it alone like are you you know do you tell yourself like oh i shouldn't do that because it's going to be such a big overhead or you like you just go for it yep that's a super tough question especially for true fans because you know it has so many modules which mm-hmm. are basically like some of the modules have their own competitors and it's just oh. one feature of true fans right <laughs> like there's a there's a full-blown chat widget in there so uh, wow. you know, and I, tr- I just try to keep each module to the bare minimum. So the chat right now doesn't do much more than, you know, just send messages from A to B. Mm-hmm. Like you're on the website, you can send it and the people in the in the back end of true fans can, you know, can respond to right. that. Um, and then I can enhance it with some features that are like underlying to the platform, like those uh, traits that I always keep <laughs> keep talking about on the pod, uh, where people basically can't fill in like the, the client's name automatically. It's mm-hmm. like having variables in your chat and it just gets translated to the real person's name on the fly. Um, but that's like that like all, all modules have those features. Um, it's just the way I built it. But then for yeah, for, for all the modules like forms and you know the overlays and the chat, I just try to keep it as simple as possible. Mm-hmm. And it might even happen that after I get some initial folks in the door, they tell me in big masses that, hey, you know, we don't, we hate the chat. We don't want a chat <laughs> feature. And I might just, you know, shut the chat feature down like Twitter just got rid of the fleets. I might just get rid of the chat at some point um, or, you know, try, try a different feature for it. Like mm-hmm. that's how I see it. And that's why I start out with, you know, just the bare minimum on all of them. But I also think like the chat widget is probably the most ambitious thing that true fans has, mm-hmm. uh, and it should probably not be more complex than that because it already took a certain amount of time to build that, and be confident that it can scale to a certain size. So yeah, it's a trade-off for sure. Do you uh, are you like open to if it grows to a certain point to like grow a team? Like, would you go that way? I would hate to do okay. that. I would, you know, I'm trying to <laughs> trying to avoid, avoid that. <laughs> avoid people at any cost. <laughs> yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. you know, just like what you said before, there is a certain overhead, at, you know, for man- managing people. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like I got the the development side covered. So if I hire people, it's either support or marketing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I would try to get you know get as far as possible alone, and if I bring on people, it should not be like a full time employee or something, mm-hmm. but rather contracts. Like I f- I feel like that's that's a good way the way Lewis does it where you know where I'm working mm-hmm. at right now. 
I think that's a brilliant way of, you know, just getting folks on board, have them, you know, do that contract for a couple of months and then, you know, see how it goes. If, you know, if you don't need them anymore or don't have the mm-hmm. money for it, <laughs> contract just runs out. No, totally. Uh, sometimes I'm looking into, you know, Tiny Seed and uh, Ernest. What's Ernest now? It's Com, the Com Fund. Yep, Com. You know, sometimes I'm thinking like they're, uh, they aren't open to investing to single founders. I think Tiny Seed has... One of their products is like one person only. I think they do about 300K in ARR. And I think they're open to that. Sometimes I'm looking at those funds and I'm like, you know, like if I were to join those, like they don't pressure you to grow. Um, but, you know, sort of not doing them, like are we missing out from like growing as people, as a person, and maybe potentially the product getting all this feedback from this like incredible people that are in their mentoring team. Um, you know, like uh, I just got an email yesterday, I think, for Tiny C being open in September or something. And I was just looking at that. I'm like, hmm, like I don't want to have somebody, you know, requesting stuff from me. But then again, like, am I too much in my comfort zone? You know, like, should I, you know, kind of try to get out of that? You know, uh, I don't know. What do you think about that? Um, so, so I'm not a general like against taking outside money at all. I think if you have a product and you feel like it, you know, has the potential to grow, and you're willing to take like the risk of, you know, whatever having to pay back the money and whatnot, mm-hmm. and quitting the job, and you know, <laughs> uh, going that way, t- totally go for it. Um, I just feel like I've never had a product where the money would have made a difference. To mm-hmm. be honest, like it, it, you know. Playgroup didn't grow to that size. Nothing before or after that grew to that size yet. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, if if you see that you're making, I don't know, 2K MRR and you're kind of stuck, but, you know, you see the potential still and you got there quickly, I think that's a good, you know, good point to consider mm-hmm. funding because then the mentoring that you get with that from, like, Calm or Tiny might, you know, might be really, really valuable to mm-hmm. have. Like right now, yeah, the mentoring would be great, but I don't want to have the money. <laughs> I know. I wouldn't know what to do with it, really. Yeah. Like, I just need more time right now. And that's like, that's what I need. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you brought somebody in, like another developer, like, what do you do? Like, you know, like, what else can you do at this speed, you know? Unless you want to go the VC route and just throw everything at the product, you know? And uh, I don't, I wouldn't want that. Um, yeah. I, f- I feel like then you should probably get more people on board. But then you also need to have like a plan for the next six months at least. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't have that yet. <laughs> I know, I know. It, it's uh, you know, it's funny these these questions pop up all the time. And uh, Fernanda and I, a couple of episodes back on Indie Bets, like we were talking about, like, would you work on a product uh, that you might not really like, like it doesn't align so well with you? Um, like, what do you want to do? But on the upside, has the potential to uh, you know, bring in a good amount of income so you don't have to work uh, ever. Like, would you would you do that if, like, a co-founder came and said, hey, you know, hey, Ben, like, there's this product. It's for lawyers. I know you hate lawyers now. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to listen to me. It's like we have, you know, we have the channel. Everything's ready. Like, in the next two years, we can get to this amount. Like, you know, like, would you not take it, you know? I mean, that sounds like a job. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess so. It does. It's more like a job at that point, I would say, yeah. because, you know, yeah. So would I be the co-founder of it? Yes, or? yes, you're the 50-50 guy. Yeah, I'm the hmm. lawyer, you're like, <laughs> you're Ben. And I'm like, Ben, I know all the lawyers in, in, hall, in <laughs> I don't know, Sweden. And they don't have this thing, and there's like five hundred thousand lawyers, and they will pay ten. Per- okay, be- besides that, sounding super sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm too. I'm terrible, man. I, I might consider it to be honest. <laughs> like if you know, if I see the potential in it, I I could see. Yeah. Yeah, I would consider it for sure. I have such a hard time. Like even like when I take clients, like for consulting, like if. I mean, I need the money. If I need the money, like, you know, I have to pay expenses and stuff. But if they come up with some business that I'm like, oh, I don't like this. It's like so hard for me to like dedicate fully, you know? 
Yeah, well, that's funny because now if you say it that way, I'm the same way with the freelance clients right now. Like I wouldn't, you know, like I would turn people down if I don't think it's yeah. like they, they have a great thing for me to work on or if I, you know, don't think it works out with them mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I might probably, I'll probably apply the same principles if somebody came along and offered me 50%. I know, right? Yeah. yeah it's interesting, I mean, to think about these things, but... At the end of the day, you know, it's like the opportunities that come around, like they're sometimes made for you and like it's it's good to be aware and like just grab them as they come. Um, I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I feel like we may be like super picky and like um, what I'm trying to say is like yesterday I was uh, looking at a tweet where the person um, was ta- like they don't want to do paid ads and they have something against paid ads and I see I see paid ads as just another channel. Like you you write blogs and pay with your time and you do paid ads and you pay with money, you know, like what's the big deal? Yeah, yeah. Um I think it's good to have like all these different like ethical issues, but like sometimes I think like some some makers are going to extreme and like missing opportunities to grow their product. Like why not do paid ads? Like it's not really that bad, like you know. You're just letting people know about your product faster. Uh, you know, you have a great offer about uh, curing something orthopedic, and people need that. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I think you shouldn't be like dogmatic about it. Like, if it's if it's a good channel, yeah, I mean, you should be open to try it, and if it works, why not? Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. Yep. Cool stuff, man. All right, man. We're 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 going over an hour here. All right, that's that's why you usually pay. <laughs> we should we should wrap yes, it. Yes, 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 yes. So yeah, good chatting right, to man. you, thanks, man. Thanks for yeah, thanks for being here today. Absolutely, been a good been a good Noah replacement. <laughs> Noah, beware, man. <laughs> yeah, man, it was awesome. It's always great to talk to you guys, and uh, hopefully we get to do this again and uh, chat some more. Yeah, for sure. All right, all right, do you, listeners. Talk to you next week. Bye. All right, Ben.